All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today. I don't think it's into your head. I hope you don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 102 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host today, Julian Gill. I'm sure I'm always your host, but I'm always Julian Gill. So, guess someone has to be. <laughs> uh, joining me today, we've got a good international crowd again from Sweden. Daniel, Wee's on the board. Um, not international, not a man of mystery, the voice of reason, Ken, 69th Blizzard. Thank you. And from the freezing Great White North, Marcus Almighty. <laughs> Mark, have you shoveled the snow <laughs> off your lines? or? Shoveling. Or... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was snowed under. So I actually look like I'm all bundled up, and I'm not. I'm sitting in air conditioning, so uh, unnatural. So let's jump into today's topic. There's no real news going on this week. Um, no other podcast doing anything critically cool to mention or uh, or shout out. I haven't published any books this week, so nothing, nothing to do but the topic. So what we're going to do today is talk about what if... What if, in 1978, instead of issuing four separate solo albums, the band pretty much took those, what is it, 42 songs or 40 songs, well, whatever the number is that they released on the four separate albums, and created a Kiss album from there. And it gives us some scope to kind of undo what was a disaster in terms of the end result. We got four albums of Kiss, of Kiss member music for us as fans, but for what it did for the band and for Casablanca Records, I don't think anyone would call that a, a major win. A win in the ego column. So, you know, how, how do you approach this, number one, and how would you create a Kiss album from this in your mind? Uh, apart from throwing away everything that Gene and Peter did and starting fresh. Daniel, why don't we start with you on your thoughts of a 1978 Kiss album? Yeah, you, you stole the words right out of my mouth there because uh, I've been focusing a lot on the uh, Ace Frehley, Paul Stanley albums. Uh, I listened through all the al- albums, but I guess uh, my ultimate 78 album will, will, will mostly consist of tracks from Paul Stanley's and Ace Frehley's uh, records, and it would be a killer record. I've switched around the vocals a bit, um, used all four as singers, but uh, I think I have a great album on, on my hands here. And it's, it will be interesting to see what, what you've done with, with your albums as well. Mark, how, do you, how did you approach this topic, and uh, <laughs> um, for, what's your 90,000-foot overview of how you're going to jump into it? Well, I went into this with a whole storyline for mine. So I'll have when we get to doing it, I'll have to do a quick preface about what happened in my alternate timeline when this happened. But I took took the timeline, kind of altered it slightly and made what I think is going to be a very surprising kiss record for most people, especially for people who listen to this podcast and have listened to what I've said over the last dozens of episodes so you'll see and i guess you switched the the producer to bob esron didn't you <laughs> you'll you'll see <laughs> why, why did we see that we didn't need road signs for that one we knew that was coming ken how about you <clears throat> your mic is off I'm sorry. I took it from a stand. I'm taking from a standpoint of uh, uh, not necessarily all the my favorite songs off the albums, but ones that to me could be more Kiss-like. Um, that, that's how I took it. Um, went forward. Um, yeah, I could just uh, just make an album of uh, just all Ace. <laughs> You know, that's Kiss album, but uh, you know, no. So uh, yeah, I'm put, putting together a album of not necessarily all my favorites. Some of them are, and some are not my favorite songs. Um, but more Kiss sounding, or Kiss could have pulled them off and made them better anyway uh, than they were on the original solo album. Certain ones. 
So none of you have really approached this the same way as me. I've decided that Kiss is going to record every single song that was on Peter Chris's album and turn them into Kiss songs. Um, yeah. and, and, and just forget about everything else, you know. And Peter's wow. not going to do any singing or drumming. Oh, no. <laughs> so, no, actually, I'm, I'm with Daniel. Um, you know, I, the way I kind of looked at it is... You know, in nineteen in the seventies, they were releasing albums that were basically under thirty-five minutes, ten songs. So I'm going with ten songs, essentially picked from these albums, and playing around with uh, a little bit of the vocalists, moving them around to be more, you know, more appropriate. You know, Gene Simmons, you know, singing "Fractured Mirror." Uh, yeah, there we go. So Daniel, let, let's get into <laughs> let's get into some of your choices here. Um, okay, uh, let's start with the first track of of the album, uh, or maybe we should say what the album is called or something like that. Yeah, sure. yeah, to get yeah. things started. My album is called. Let's see if I can do this. Um, let me just give me a second here. I don't know if you see this. This is my album. Rip it out. Can you see it? Wait a minute. Maybe I have to do it like this. Can you see the picture? There it is. Nope. Rip it out. I like no. the original. You can't see it. No. Wait, wait. Just a minute. No? Maybe not? No. That's okay. Our listeners can't see it either. We'll so. take your word for it. It should be showing up. Well. Oh, now. There it is. <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay. Okay, there it is. Like a well, heart ripped out. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of... What's what's you the leg to... what's the leg of lamb doing in the middle? Yeah, it's not like <laughs> <laughs> you get the idea. It's just so you can get the idea. The album is called "Rip It Out," and of course, Gene Simmons is ripping a heart out of someone over there, completing the blood dripping down his uh, mouth there. So something like that, I would like the album to look like. Pretty simple, basic, black, with a separate colors for each individual. <laughs> And I always like when you have a title um, and then title of an album and you can find the song on the album later. This is kind of similar to Lick It Up, I would say, but it, it would look like this. And um, uh, the first track of the album would be Speeding Back to My Baby, kicking things off with the uh, rocking guitars. But I wouldn't use Ace Frehley on that song on vocals. I would use Paul Stanley, and I think it would be a great starter of the album. You know, the two first songs are really important when it comes to Kiss albums, and I think I have a good two, one-two punch uh, in this album. But first off, um, speeding back to my baby with Paul Stanley on vocals, I think it would be a rocking tune. That, that's a really interesting one, and you know, maybe if Tommy's allowed to sing Shock Me, Paul could be allowed to dig up some of Ace Frehley's solo album material live in concert, just so that he could watch little pockets of the crowd, head explosions in concert, you know, it would be really entertaining, yeah. I mean, shit, I'm, I'm getting all like, <laughs> shivery here. Ken, how about you? Uh, what would be your lead-off track on a 1978 Kiss album constructed from Okay, so well... Like like Daniel, uh, I have an album cover too. It's about you know I cheated a little bit too, of course. Um, the, the album cover I would use for the time would be would be this album. This would be the cover. I like that. They already did the posters for that. I figure they could still include a poster in here that was just four of them standing together. You know, like the ones but already connected. So. Uh, so the individual ones, but this is would be it. The album would be called "Burning Up with Fever." Mm-hmm. Okay, and <laughs> then my first track is uh, out of ten. I have also ten songs. Uh, first track is "It's All Right" by Paul because I think that is not my favorite song. No, but it's the most Kiss-sounding song I think on all four albums. It's the most kiss-like song. Didn't make uh, my album. Straight up, yeah, I didn't figure uh, that it would make a lot of everyone's uh, because, again, it's not even my favorite. But I'm going for the kiss sound. It sounds more like Kiss. This is a typical. It's a kind of it rocks out basically, and it's, it would be a good starter. So that's number one. 
Nice. I think I think we've got our format, Mark. So you've got to go with uh, what your leadoff track would be. Uh, we'll get to producers and some of that stuff towards the end. But uh, who? Okay. Who would you lead off with? Okay. Well, first, let me just do my quick preface. So back in '78, we all know that Peter Chris had his car accident, right? And that they were all pissed off at him and didn't say very many nice things to him. So in my alternate universe. Peter Chris still had the accident, okay? But mm. what ended up happening was it ended up making the guys become stronger friends. They bonded because of it, and they ended up becoming more of a stronger group because of it. Now, here we go. Let's keep on rolling. There we go. And uh, because of that, they, they kind of rally around him, and mm. they make the record as a more unified group. Now, the cover that I made for it kind of stems into a couple of things. I actually drew this, okay? So, it's called All for All In. Okay. And it cards. and it's like cards. It's like on a card table, and each card has is one of the guys, right? <laughs> so, and yeah. basically, it's just like, you know, we're all in it together to do this, to make it the best KISS record they could possibly make. Now, my opening two songs, and my opening song is going to be Radioactive. Mm. Gene's still going to sing it, but there's going to be no demon introduction like it is on his album. Sure. Instead, there's going to be like gambling sound effects with like a with really sexy gambling dealer lady in the background. right? And there's going to be no piano in this version. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So that's that's my opening song, and I have ten as well. So that's that's really nice. I you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna own up and say I've done absolutely zero preparation for this episode because I've been so busy this week. Um, so I'm gonna wing it and completely leech off your guys' ideas. I haven't so artwork. I mean, I I would be going with something, you know, the holding up the picture of the what's that the Mascaliente Cultural Elferno '82 Argentine reissue of Hotter Than Hell, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. And I just butchered that Spanish, so I do apologize. But I love that as a cover. That you know, what I was thinking was something like off the Hotter Than Hell back cover, where you combine the four guys' makeup oh. into one. Right. Since we're taking the four solos, and that's the only thing creatively. You know, I usually get other people to do my artwork for me because everyone's seen when I do it myself. So screw that. What, what happened with the artwork for your lay for the Gap book? I, I think I saw you change the the, the looks of of the. Ace Gene, Peter, and Paul, didn't you? Yeah, uh, yeah. No comment. Um, getting back to the to <laughs> getting uh -oh. back to the topic, drama. Yeah, I don't want to even okay. think about that. It just gives me a collector's item. It gives me a freaking headache. Um, so, my first song needs to be. I'm going. I, and I didn't want to talk about producers until a little bit later, but um, producer-wise, I'm going for the Ezrin school of you know Kiss albums, where you're leading off mm. with a big cinemagraphic or you know, song that really grabs you by the short and curlies. And that for me is Paul, Tonight You Belong to Me, because you have the, you know, nice mellow, it's kind of like rock and roll over and I want you, you know, the introduction, and then it's bombastic, blow, blow your mm -hmm. eardrums out. So I want to kick off the album with Paul Stanley, and I want that song. And, you know, if Peter was injured in the alternate universe, I think there's probably a, a different drummer on that on that track. But otherwise, you know, there's nothing on there that Ace couldn't perform. Uh, there's nothing on there that Gene couldn't perform. And I, I just think that on its own is good enough to open any album. Daniel, let's get back to you for a second song. Quarter, quarter, yeah. size my choice. Uh, no, no, no. But uh, interesting to hear completely different choices for for the first song that is so important uh, in every album uh i like the the effort you put in mark you're really <laughs> one for, for you really like drawing in your pictures uh, good idea over there uh, or my album consists of consists of 11 songs uh, one kind of a bonus track uh from left field but uh uh, if we move on to the second track and producers, I think I would use Eddie Kramer. It's, it's a safe choice, but uh, I liked 
the albums he, he did for Kiss. So so I think I'd pick him. Or maybe Bob Ezrin, but you never know which way he, he went. He made some fantastic albums and some miserable albums. But um, for, for my second track, I would use a song from Ace Frehley's record once again. For me, it's, it's, it's the best album of the four. So I'm trying to use every good song for that album. But I'm changing things up again. I would use uh, Rip It Out as the second song. Uh, but I wouldn't use Ace as the singer. And I would change the lyrics somewhat. I would make it kind of a love em, leave em kind of a thing. You know, in the original, Ace seems like the victim. But I would make it like, um, now you know I've been cheating and lying all the time. And uh, you've been trying now to find out where we went wrong. Now you know you can't trust a man anymore. Rip it out. I stole your heart. I wanted it from the start. I got it now. So goodbye. So rip it out. Don't you cry. So I, w- I, w- I will make it, you know, like a typical Gene song. Uh, he would like fuck a girl and then he's satisfied and leaves her. And uh, he would, of course, do the vocals. So I would make rip it out into a Gene song. And it's the title track of the album. My album is called Rip It Out. So this would be the lead single with Gene screaming his head off, burn bitch burn style, or fits like a glove style. You know, really angry. And I think it would be a kick-ass song. Unfortunately, we we will never hear it. But uh, we can always dream. I'm liking my album so far. Oh my God, it's a good one. Uh, You know, all I can say to that is, wow. Yeah, <laughs> Gene singing "Rip It Out." I mean, that was pretty wild. Ken, let's go to your second pick. Okay, my second pick is uh, again. I'm trying to keep in the kiss sound uh, as much as I can. Um, uh, I went with uh, "Move On" as the second song on the album. Usually, a lot of kiss albums start with usually uh, a couple of Pauls songs leading off. So I'm. I'm going with Move On, and I guess I might as well say the the producer of the album. I would also keep Eddie Kramer as uh, the producer on this album, because uh, on some of the songs, maybe on Gene's songs, he can maybe rock it, you know, make it rock a little bit more than uh, you know than it did on Gene's solo album. So Move On is it. Nice, Mark. Okay, so just really quickly, I want to make a note that. On my record, Peter is only drumming on certain songs, and I'll make a note which ones he is. Otherwise, it will be Anton Fig on drums. So, the producer of mine also will be Eddie Kramer. The engineer will be Bob Ezrin, though, engineering it. Wow. Okay. Oh, so you, it so will you, be you, mixed you would let him into the studio. Yeah, I'll explain it. Don't worry. And Eddie Kramer will mix it, and it will be mastered by Alan Zenz. Okay, so all time the second, up. yeah. Well, hey, all all in, they're gonna go all all there or nothing for this record, all right? Nothing. Better, better sell. Exactly. So the second song that I picked, and great minds think alike, Daniel, "Rip It yeah. Out" is number two mm-hmm. on my yeah. album as well. I will keep it exactly the same way it was. I will keep Ace singing it. Anton's gonna drum on it. But of course, Paul and Gene will do their respective parts on it as well to keep it as all in as possible. So my second song will be "Rip It Out." And I'm just nice. gonna be, I'm gonna be a sheep, kiss sheep, rip it out. Yep. <laughs> For second song. For the second song, I'm and I'm gonna okay. go with what Daniel said. I, I think that sounds really interesting. Trying to get Gene to sing that. So yeah, mm. Gene, sing your "Rip It Out." Why not? Um, third pick, Daniel. So we're just going around. Oh, my turn. Yeah. Okay, third one. Um, well, I guess you need some of the Ace Frehley songs sung by Ace Frehley. He has some real signature songs over there on, on his album. Uh, kind of siblings to Cold Jim in some some odd way. He sings about his, uh, you know, his antics. Uh, what he likes getting stoned and high and drunk all the time so by starting off with with paul singing the first one gene the second one uh, both written by ace in third 
place as, as the third song, I will also use an Ace song, but, but this time Ace would sing it and would be Ozone. Uh, kind of a slow song, but it's so typical Ace, and you couldn't have like Gene sing this one. Ozone is 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 not like his character, so Ozone is perfect for Ace. I would keep it as it is, and it would be a perfect third song on my album. And uh, oh my, I'm liking this album. I'm I'm getting fired up over here. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Ken, let's get to your next one. All right, my third one is uh, is Radioactive. Um, I think they they could improve on it definitely. I mean, it's a good song, and like Mark said, get rid of the you know the pianos, just 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 give it it's the four instruments and and be be happy with that, and just kind of maybe a little bit heavier guitar on it. And uh, I I don't know. I think that might be the lead single on the on the album. Uh, that's what I would do. But it has lead single. But that's uh, my third song. Nice. Mark. Okay, so in the kind of thinking like how we're all kind of thinking here, my third song is going to be Tonight You Belong to Me. And Paul will sing it. And Anton will drum it. And the other two will do their normal parts in it. And just to keep everybody happy, so far we have Gene doing one. Ace doing one, now Paul's doing one. So there's you're gonna see an always the kind of keeping it, you know, all together, all in all for one kind of mentality in this. So that's gonna be the third song. It's gonna be Tonight You Belong to Me. It's a great song. It's you know a, a good song to put in the middle of the record. Usually at this point things start to lull a bit, so why not keep it up a little bit with something great like that song? Yeah, that's nice. I mean that's that's a really good, good way to approach it. And I, I think I concur with the thought of, you know, using Eddie Kramer. I'm not going to relegate Ezra into running tape, because uh, Eddie knows how to do that pretty well as an engineer, predominantly, rather than a producer. Uh, but I, I think Eddie, because I'm not really changing any of these songs in terms of their arrangement, you know, just to record them. If I, if I felt that songs needed a lot of changing, then Ezra would be the pick, because he can bring more into that side of things for the band. My third one's... Um, basically a kiss song it was demoed by kiss it was you know never used by kiss and it's burning up with fever um you know and i, and I wouldn't change a thing with that other than have the kiss guys doing their thing like they'd done in what was it 74 and 75 demoing that song so that would also be my title for the album or, or one of the the songs because uh there's a couple same of them yeah there's a, there's, a, there's a couple of songs you know, on on my ten tracks, that would work for a 1978-ish, um, you know, Kiss album. But you know, whether or not they make any sense is in the ear of the beholder. Daniel, back to you for number four. Yeah, number four. Um, once again, another Ace song. So I have four ori originals from Ace's album. But um, by switching things around, it would fit perfectly on the album. I would use another one of his. Uh, uh, what should I call it, cold gin siblings, and it would be wiped out. I was wiped out, you know that one? And I would switch the vocals once again. I wouldn't use Ace, I wouldn't use Paul or Gene. It would be a perfect Peter Chris song. Perfect for Peter Chris. He would sing the shit out of this one, and it fits his personality as well. He was kind of wiped out a few times. So uh, Peter Chris and Lee vocals on that one would rock my world. So um, that would be my fourth pick, or is this fifth? Which one is? That was your fourth. Fourth. Yeah. Hope so because I'm not keeping track of anyone else's up. Yeah. Would be nice to have some graphics at the end of the of the mm. podcast and see everyone's album, how it's actually is <laughs> in, the, in the end. Some graphics and see how we compare to each other because I'm already forgetting some of your picks. Yeah. Well, if, if, if you remember, email me, because I won't be putting the show together until later. So, um, okay. Ken, let's go on to your fourth pick. All right, my fourth pick is is Rip It Out. Um, just a great song, and yeah, I figured I had to have at least one A song. Um, and actually, there's going to be two A set, only two A songs. Yeah, I'm Whoa. saying only, but there's only two because... They they're not going to give him more than he's lucky to get two songs 
if you ask me after I mean he had one song his first song sing lead on uh, on uh, Love Gun uh, so this would have been the next album I think and he would have they would have bumped him up to two songs you know Gene and Paul they, they were just overruled and they, they would have only had two of his songs so uh, Rip It Out is the my first A song on there it's number four good one Mark all right, so thinking in my alternate timeline here, when the accident happened, Gene was one of the first ones to go and visit him in the hospital. And they had a nice long talk, and they became old buddy-buddy chummy again. And he promised him that no matter what, that he would make sure that he would allow Peter to play on the record, even if it was just at least one song. So with that in mind, Gene wrote a song, or had a song already in mind for him to, to drum on. And this is one of the two songs that he will drum on in this record, and that is See You Tonight. Simple, mm-hmm. something that he could do, and it wouldn't be too taxing on him, even after his accident, to play. So it'll be See You Tonight with Peter drumming on it, and the rest of the guys and Gene still singing lead vocals. Mm-hmm. Or, in the alternative universe, he brought him a pair of maracas, and there he is on <laughs> See You Tonight maracas. You yeah. But you know what? That's my favorite as well. You know, right right uh you know in that fourth slot on side one you know you want to take it down a tone and you know just break up some of the more electric and up-tempo stuff with a good you know ballady type sentimental emotional girl song um it's also one of the very very best you know gene simmons vocal performances you know from that era when you know before he goes into kind of pure cookie monster so that was my pick as well so Yeah, the fucking lies over here are crazy. Just, just the lights, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get to you, Daniel. And this is uh, pick number five, and it's either to close out side one of the uh, piece of vinyl. It's um, I wouldn't do many changes to this song. I would pick one from the Paul album, and it would be. Wouldn't wouldn't you like wouldn't you like to know me? I wouldn't change that much. I think it's a good tune and it's a kiss song. Works as a kiss song and um, I wouldn't change a lot. But uh, Paul Stanley sings better than anyone of the others can do on this song. So I, I would keep him as a singer and just keep it at it as it was. So uh, speeding back to my baby was his first vocal performance on this one and uh, this is his second wouldn't wouldn't you like to know good one that's nice that's a great pick and a great way to close out the side of an album can you can't leave it off the album is it? oh no way you can't simple as that okay okay uh closing side one is for me is tonight you belong to me it's gonna you know start off mellow but i i'm re- i'm leaving the mellow one mellow song uh, for the second side, um, that's where they usually put it on, on Kiss albums if they're going to do it, um, for the most part. Uh, so tonight, you belong to me as a good closer, I think, for uh, side one of this album. Uh, it'll it'll rock like it did on the on his album, so it shouldn't change too much. Nice, Mark. Let's go to your okay. alternate universe. Okay, so in, in my universe, it seems like me and Daniel are on the same thinking pattern here because for the closer of side A on mine will also be Wouldn't You Like to Know Me as well. It's a great song. I think that the guys all recognize that it was a fantastic song and what better way to end a fantastic side A than to put in a song like Wouldn't You Like to Know Me with Paul singing, of course, because there's just nobody else who could sing that song as good as he does. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yep. let's make it a quorum. I had that as my closing one for the same reasons. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously, it's Paul wow. Stanley. Paul is going to get kind of the more important positions on an album. Um, and, you know, it's a damn good song. And, you know, I have nothing further to say on that. All right, flip the vinyl over. Daniel, side one, track, mm-hmm. or track, wait, side two, track one. Track cool. Track one. Okay. Um, another one from Paul's album. Uh 
I, I heard some picks from the Gene Simmons album. I, I can assure you there won't be a single song from that album on my album. The only thing I think was good on Gene Simmons' album was, you know, the intro. And you left that out, didn't you, Mark? You didn't want that. That's the only good thing on that album. We had a couple of good songs, a good, a good one or two good slow songs. But I want a rock album, no slow songs. They are banned from my album. So I picked another one from Paul Stanley. This one is Tonight You Belong To Me. Just a perfect song. And I wouldn't change that one either. So it's kind of a boring pick. But uh, we'll leave it as it is. Tonight You Belong To Me in number six. But do you think the other guys in the band could perform that? Do you think Ace could do that guitar um, you know, and capture essentially what Bob, Bob Kielich was allowed to do? Or that Peter could handle that drumming? Or Gene? He could have, they could have a go at it if they didn't. Make it. You just bring in Anton Fig and the boys, and they fix it. So. Yeah, just call in the call in the ringers. Ken, yeah. How do you lead off? <coughs> I lead off. I lead off uh, side two with Gene Simmons, with uh, "Burning Up with Fever." Like Julian, the the demo form of that was much better, uh, and I think they could have made that a really great. I mean, that has a great riff in it. Very cool riff in it, and. Uh, if they produced it right, man, that that'd be a great song, great song on the album. So that's my leadoff, Gene. Mark. Okay, so once again, an alternate world. They had a nice discussion with Peter, and reassured him that he would be involved in this record as well, vocally. That they want him in there. They love his voice, and Ace, being one of his best friends in the band even before all this happened, came out to him and reassured him and said, buddy, I'm going to give you one of my great songs for you to do on this record. And the opening track for side two is going to be Speeding Back to My Baby with Peter singing lead vocals on it. That's a good one. It's 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 even better. I think it would suit him. And I think that they they could uh you know Anton's gonna still do the drumming and you know those guys can still fill in all the parts as per normal that they would do but I think Peter would give it just a little bit more of a raspy tone of singing to it I think it would sound really cool. Excellent. I mean th- these are all great choices and you know ones that are worth pondering. You know how would one vocalist sound singing another guy's solo album material? I mean, mm-hmm. You know some of them are not worth contemplating but there's a few songs in there you know that could easily made this all right so kicking off side two on my album i'm going with jeans radioactive with the intro you know i just like the intro i, I can't separate the two you know I, I never listened to the radio edit so you know we're gonna go cinemagraphic again on side two and i, I don't see anything that they couldn't play i think i'd get rid of the uh you know some of the the background vocals go with a more gangy kind of toughened you know radioactive instead of being poppy try and give it a bit more balls yeah. but th- that's yeah. the only thing I'd kind of change up with that Daniel back to you for uh, your second pick on side 10 my second pick would be another song from Paul's album uh, but I would switch the vocals Gene would be singing this one because it's uh, the lyrics suits him perfectly and uh, it's at some parts of the song they do a lot of talking uh, and that would be perfect for Gene in his you know bass tone whispering out these words uh on the chorus i would use paul instead because there are some girls singing the chorus i wouldn't use them i would ban all girls from the album and paul would be singing the chorus. you know ace has girls as well singing some on, yeah. on his album i didn't like that um, paul stanley will sing will sing the chorus gene would do the verse verses and the song is move on gene doing the Versus and Paul, the you know, much like the if you heard and you have that uh, demo from Lick It Up, uh, not for the innocent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When Gene and Paul trades vo- when they trade vocals, something happens. There's some 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 sort of thing exploding. It works. It sounds great. They have used it far too many times. And I think this w- song would be a. Uh, would be cool to hear Gene doing the vocals on, 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 on the verses and Paul doing the choruses. I think it would be a kick-ass song. It would be even better than the original. So that's my number yeah, seven. 
they have good chemistry when they do that together. Those yeah. kind of yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really interesting. I mean, I would have actually. Yeah. I, I didn't want "Move On" anywhere near my album. That's just one of those songs that kind of make me want to, well, <laughs> press skip. But you know, I would actually take Peter vocal on that. You know, I kind of like his raspiness, yeah, you know, as yeah. well. So I, I like your idea. But Ken, let's go to your second pick. My next pick is, it's another Gene song, but it's Peter singing uh, lead on it. See You Tonight. He's got to get his, his mellow kind of song, which I think this would be the second single off the album. Uh, See You Tonight with, with Peter singing the vocal on it. I think he'd probably do a pretty good job on it. Yeah, that's 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 a really cool idea. So, again, a nice one to kind of throw these guys around in. Okay, we're going into the zone, the twilight. Okay, so when they were discussing doing the record, one of the things that they all wanted to keep like in in check with is that they didn't want, just like Daniel mentioned, they didn't want to have very many female background vocals on this record they wanted to keep it all them all them singing keep it as authentic kiss as possible so one of the songs that was up in debate about whether to use or not because gene had demoed it and even thought about doing it with girl vocals they sat down and said no we'll do it on the condition that there's no female backing vocals and that, that song that they agreed on is burning up with fever is the second song on the second side they also told though anton when he did it that he wanted they wanted him to do more of a four on the floor heavier beat to it not so funky as he did on his demo and keep it a little bit more rock and roll so this would be a little slightly more harder rocked version of burning up with fever nice cool again glad glad to see that one's on i think just about everyone's albums my second song will be speeding back to me maybe you know it's you know ace and yeah i'm a lot of my picks, I, I'm, you know, looking at my list, I'm not exactly going kind of deep here and going out of my way to pick anything obnoxious, you know, speeding back to my base. When I'm thinking about Ace's songs that I'd want on a Kiss album, they really are the more rocking Kiss type material. So, speeding back to my baby, I wouldn't change a thing on it. Um, keep him on the vocals. Again, I just think the Kiss background harmonies and vocals would just, you know, bring it up a, a tone because that's the the one thing that I really find missing on a on a lot of Ace's stuff. You know, replace the uh, the female backing vocals again with a more, you know, tougher Kiss sound. So, Daniel. <clears throat> Well, in order to get 10 songs on my, on my album, as you have done, um, I'm removing one of my picks and I'm going straight to the next one. And it's um, one from Ace's album, Snowblind. Uh, one of my favorites from that album. And it's perfect for, for Ace, you know, singing about, I guess, doing cocaine or something, Snowblind. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, uh, perfect Ace Frehley song. You, you couldn't have Gene or Paul or anyone else sing it. Maybe Peter can sing it. But, but I think he does just fine, Ace Frehley, on that song. So I would keep it just another boring pick, Snowblind, as it is. Right, right on there as number eight. I'm pretty sure Ace and Peter would have enjoyed the recording of that song. Gene and Paul, not so much. <laughs> Ken, you're next one. All right, my number eight uh, song is an A song, the second A song on this album. Uh, Speeding Back to My Baby is on there. Um, it's just a just a great, great song, written song. Yeah. And, uh, there's nothing, shoot, nothing bad about it. They keep it about the same. It's going to be a great song. Just again, yeah, we don't need the uh, background female vocals vocalists doing anything on there. Just just have the the band uh, doing the vocals on it and we're good so that's it number eight nice one good pick mark okay so the next song on my record on side two track three now this is there's nothing really dastardly or altered about this really it's just gonna be a good song that they all decided upon to do and agreed upon and that's going to be move on with paul singing in the number three slot on side b excellent I'm, I'm going very obvious on mine and it's new york groove i'm 
going to go two A songs in mm. a row. This is just in hindsight, everything is 2020. In hindsight, this would definitely be on a Kiss album, being sung by four New Yorkers, released as a single. It would be the hit um, that it was. It would be, you know, the most important song on this album, and it's buried deep on the second side because we all know how good a song it is at this point. Um, I think more interesting for that is as a single, it would probably have Gene C tonight as the flip side. So that that's as much thought as I go into it, you know, just in case the uh, the lighter song got more traction. Daniel, fourth pick, side two. Well, uh, yeah, I've actually kept all um, covers off my album, but uh, um, what's the number? Is it number nine now? Yeah. I would actually uh, bring on, uh, you know, didn't they have a song on Gene Simmons' album that was previously recorded for Rock and Roll Over? See You in Your Dreams. Yeah. yeah, I like that that thought. Uh, doing, trying to do justice to a great song that didn't come out that well, and I would pick one that was kind of a throwaway on one of the albums, but I've always liked, loved this song, but it was the wrong singer on it, uh, and it would be. This is a song about girls riding you into the night, and uh, the song is from the fourth fourth side of alive too it, it's rocket ride I, yeah. I think it was a throwaway i would i would you reuse that one instead of doing like gene did and pick a song from a per- perfect album and trying to do something else to it but rocket ride i would pick it from alive too put it in at late in at the second side of, of this rip it out album and i would use gene simmons at the vocal as the vocalist since he hasn't written any good songs for for this album, I, I've tried to pick songs from the other albums for him. So he's doing "Rip It Out," he's doing "Move On," and this is the second last song. He's doing "Rocket Ride." It's perfect for Gene. It's perfect. It's not often you have to. She wants to rock the ride. What? You're throwing Gene Simmons a bone. <laughs> Let him sing other yeah. people's material because his stuff is so bad. But he, he would get. He, he could write. He could write three words. At the end of the song and get a writing credit so he could earn money from that one and then he could sing it yeah nice okay <laughs> Ken. so speaking of gene next song is a gene simmons song daniel <laughs> um, it's it's tunnel of love um Ooh. Oh. i think that i'm serious i'm thinking that song could totally be reworked better obviously but it has some cool stuff in it, a cool riff. I think the vocals, again, you had a bunch of, you gotta, you gotta think of it without all that female vocal stuff going on in it and see how Kiss could have made it a great song, which I think they could have uh, with Eddie Kramer producing. So I'm giving Tunnel of Love, uh, that's my number nine pick of the album. Wow, that's one I didn't see coming. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's all. I, I think you have to have Bob Ezra producing to make that song better. Uh, <laughs> Mark, your fourth pick on side two. All right. So, ironically, speaking of Bob Ezrin, this is where his story comes into play for this song. So, originally, there was great debate when they were making this song about who to produce. Bob was a little touched negatively that he was pa- bypassed for Eddie Kramer. But Eddie went to him and said, listen, I'd really like to have you a part of this. You're a really excellent engineer. I could use a really great engineer to help make this the best record we can make. Why don't you come on board and help engineer? And if you agree, I'll even let you take one song and run with it creatively and do whatever you want. And I'll say nothing. You can do whatever you want at every single touch that you want to it. And it'll be totally your song. So he agrees on that premise. And the fourth song on side B that has Bob Ezrin's touch all over it and turns into a Bob Ezrin masterpiece for this record is I Can't Stop the Rain with Peter Chris with a full production of orchestra and everything by Bob Ezrin. And everyone's happy, including Bob now, because because of his involvement on this record. I see what you did there, a la la Beth kind of thing off your favorite album, Destroyer. And this way he gets involved and he, and 
and he likes to uh, and he it, the tone is more happier as they can, can move on with the record you know we've uh, gone from throwing Gene Simmons a bone to throwing Bob Ezrin a bone and uh, do you have your <laughs> is your body armor on order Mark is it arriving today um, <laughs> that's the same oh, uh, that's the same pick as me for you know that's my fourth song exactly wow. for the bath reason and because it's one of Peter Chris's very, very best performances. I, I just love that song. So, you know, that would be my ballad. That would be on a single as well. I, I can't decide if it'd be A-side, B-side, yeah. you know, um, especially following up New York Groove. Sure. Maybe it'd be a good, a, a better B-side than See You Tonight on that single. Um, you know, Ace and Peter, both sides of a single for a Kiss album. You know, good stuff. Love it. I will always love it. And when I see Peter in January... I'll probably tell him how much I love that freaking song for the 15th time. So, Daniel, going to your fifth song, and I guess this will be the, it's final. the final one. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. no, no oh. surprise there. I guess I'm not the only one, but but you have to put Goodbye at the end. It's a perfect song mm. to end the record with. Um, so, there you see the record. Speeding back to my baby Paul vocals, rip it out with Gene vocals, Ozone. Wiped out Peter Chris vocals and then two Paul songs. Gene taking the vocals of Move On. You have Snowblind with Ace and a rehash of Rocket Ride with Gene vocals. And finally, Goodbye. What a rocking album. I would buy that instantly. <laughs> Rip it out. That's the one. That's, really, that's, that's a good one. And uh, I'll, I'll just jump in and say I had the same one as my closing track on the album. Except mine segues into Fractured Mirror as a outro piece so that we're tying together kind of the intro oh. with Paul's uh, you know Tonight You Belong to Me into an outro by Ace on guitar without the 600 oh. tracks so Ken what's your final song on a Kiss 1978 album you know I actually did think about Goodbye as my last song uh, but to me it's just too obvious <laughs> it's just too obvious it's too obvious and it doesn't sound like a, to me it's it's not it doesn't sound Kiss enough to me, so that's why the only reason I left that. But I li- I, actually, that's one of my favorite songs on Paul's uh, solo album. Uh, but I still didn't use it. Um, so I I ended with um, uh, a Paul song though. Still, uh, wouldn't you like to know me? Is the ends off, ends with a bang uh, on the album. Um, I think it's a. You guys had it. I think as a closer on side one. I had a closer on side two. So it's. I think it's a it's a good closing yep. uh, song, and kind of you know yeah I mean I guess tonight belong to emo is my closer on side one, but uh, it kind of it kind of works both of them being closers so that's it. And I also didn't uh, do uh, you know I I thought about the New York groove right as putting that on here, but again that's another too obvious, and I don't think it wouldn't wouldn't have even been presented to him had they just gone into to do. Uh, a regular Kiss album, so I don't think they would have had a cover on this one. Yeah, you know, who knows? Would That's do, my theory on it. <laughs> yeah, with doing the cover the year before, they might have said, well, no, we did a cover last year, so uh, you know. that You know how that one worked out. Yeah, yeah in, in, in fantasy land, everything is plausible. Mark, let's exactly. go to your closing track. Okay, so uh, the breaking, last song of the you're record you're breaking, you're is there. Oh, sorry. Started. Better? Yep. Okay. So on the last record, on the last song on the record, they decided to wait as long as possible to record this one so that Peter was in top form, as much top form as he could be because he's going to drum on this one. Now, in my world, they did do the cover, which is the one you're thinking of, New York Groove. Now, Ace is going to sing it with Peter. They do back and forth verses on this Okay, now the background singing and all that is done by everybody. And while they track this song, Villa Coin gets out his camera and films them doing it. Okay, now this doesn't mean anything right now in the 1970s, but back, but later on in the 2000s when the albums are reissued, the film footage is found and put onto DVD as a bonus for the reissue of this solo record or this album. Sorry this Kiss record when it comes out and the footage is seen for the first time later to fans that are just blown away by footage of them in the studio performing this song 
and singing it together in studio. So my last song is going to be New York Groove with everybody in there singing pretty much background vocals and Ace and Peter doing the lead vocals and it ends on a bang and everybody's happy and they end the record probably the happiest they've been with any album they've ever done. Wow. So all of you guys are really on the boards. None of you cheated like I did and did segues into uh, Fractured Mirror to get that 11th track on there. But, uh, you know, I, I think, I <laughs> think what's, what's really cool is that a lot of these ideas are really good. So, you know, having mixing up the vocalists is obviously the most obvious thing. Taking away material from Peter and from Gene, I, I, I think... Few how, how many songs? How, how many songs made it from the Peter Chris record? I can stop the rain. Was there anyone else? No. One. One. Yeah. No. And, and That's it, enough. Yeah, and it's not like I don't like other songs off Peter Chris's album. Mm. I just they're just mm. not they're just not you going. Can't have one. They're not going on a Kiss album. Simple as that. But we gave him we gave him vocals though. Huh? We gave him yeah, vocals. yeah. I always loved sure. his vocals, and uh, I love the way he, he sang Ace Frehley songs back in the day. So, uh, put him on the vocals, but don't let him try to pen out a song. You, you can't, you just can't do it. You know, he didn't even, he didn't even write Beth, as far as I know. Yeah, and and, no. un, and unlike some, I allowed Peter to drum on the album. Oh, wait. he's <laughs> drumming. Yeah, I, mean, I let him drum on too. Yeah. And, and I allowed I mean, Peter to play guitar. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Ace to play guitar. But unless there was a card game. Ace to play guitar. Oh, These wow. albums, they were recorded after they were in Japan. They, they had to be, weren't they? After yeah. Japan. Yeah. Kind of lost it after Japan. I don't know what happened, so I wouldn't let him anywhere near the drums. I think he got coked out of his head over there. Well, he, or something. He, he obviously did crash hey, the car. So, he, such a rapid... Donald from Great Yeah, and you know, all all the stuff caught up with him. So, you know, yeah. it, so fast. Ken, if you and Mark can, uh, you know, put your your track listings on the webpage. So I will put up a little graphic at the end of these for our our, our individual album picks. You know, but yeah, I, I want to just move into something. And yeah, any interest in a reissue of Best of the Solo albums on vinyl? Do you think that's something that Polygram or oh, reissue? Yeah, on Universal should do. You know, they did the exclusives ah. for the Kisteria box set, which if I ever do get mine, I'll be very happy. But I felt that Best of the Solo should have been an exclusive. You know, would it have been better, do you think, to have just said, go out and record a solo album and then pull a bait and switch and say, okay, we're just going to pick the, you know, the three best songs oh, yeah. from each of these and to yeah. release that in 1978. Do you think Sanity should have kind of ruled rather than having 1.25 million copies of Peter Chris's album. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, the best of the solo albums, I, uh, I would have liked to see a, a, a special release for that. Um, cause it wasn't released in, uh, United States. Uh, it was everywhere else, I believe. So. Just, yeah, yeah, we had it over everywhere. Else. I mean, yeah, yeah, we had yeah. so right. There. So I have a few copies of that um, from other locations, of course. But uh, um, yeah, uh, I'd like to see it. You know, they threw it like a record store day release or something like that. Throw that out as a special. But it never worked. It, it was. It never felt. You never felt that. What is it called? Un, un, unity. Yeah. No, yeah. It felt They're like four separate trying to piece them together. It didn't work. You would have had, you you needed the same you know producer, producer. and everything. They, they never worked. You know the best of the solo album. It it didn't gel, right? That's no, it didn't gel. Yeah. No, and, yeah. and there's there's like eight different track listing versions on that for the different countries that did issue it. And, yeah. You know, none of them really I, worked very well. The ones that try and do it really fairly, you know, three songs each, it just you know that leaves a few too many songs from you know. That shouldn't be on there. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying yeah. to think of a, a politic way of putting it, but you know that we, that we don't want to see. I would love to see that as a record store day or as a, a special, you know, it, best, of, best of the solo albums in the respective band member colors, and you just don't know which one you're getting. So it, it's unlabeled on the packaging. You go in and buy the record, and oh look, purple, you know, oh look, yeah, green. 
uh, one of the colors. Yeah. So you end up, I'd have to go buy four copies. Of it. And, and hope. No, you'd have to yeah. trade. With, I think you'd have to trade with people. You'd have to go buy four copies, hope you had a couple of different ones, and then you'd be oh, um, you'd be on okay. Kiss My Wax on Facebook saying, hey, I got a red. Who's got a purple? You know, because, <laughs> right. you know, because that's all there are. There's no way. I think it'd be yeah. great, great marketing. You know, That'd be interesting. Good fun. Yeah. And, yeah. and if they did a best of the solos and threw one new song, you know, one outtake, you know, we know there's All for Nothing, there's uh, the one off Peter's got uh, Spotlights and Lonely Nights, you know, there, there are t- those two known outtakes um, and possibly other stuff left over, you know, throw that yeah. on so that people do it, that'd be great, that'd be fun, and that'd probably be, you know, impossible I'd, I'd, universal to do. I'd love yeah, it, impossible. because... Because honestly, the best of is one of my favorite records. I actually put that on quite a lot, actually, because I find I have the, I have the German one, the Belafon release mm. one, and yeah. I I I like it. I mean, I think it's you know it has a good track listing. Obviously, there's maybe one or two too many of Peter's stuff, but still, it's still a good like mix of the of the songs. I think it's 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 easier to listen to, I think, than if you put each one's on separately because i mean paul's is fantastic ace is great but once you get to the other two there's stuff that you'd want to skip over but at least with this you have a good mix of each guy and you don't get sick of each guy you, you get enough of each to be happy with it i think yeah i, yeah, I, think, I think the biggest problem with the albums is uh, the biggest problem is that ace frailers and paul stanley's albums are great peter chris's and gene simmons are not and if you could only put them together in a room and making you know, Gene and Peter be more a part of the Paul and Ace songs, much as I did on my Rip It Out album. It would be such a good album. It would be an awesome album. You have the material material that would... It's enough to make a great record. Uh, it's so sad that they didn't... They weren't able to gel, be in the same room, and or in separate rooms, start over making demos, and then choosing the best one. The main thing is what Ken said earlier that Gene and Paul they they couldn't like share the limelight, you know. They wouldn't let Ace if he had the eight ba- eight best songs, he would only get two on the album. That's the biggest problem, you know. But if Gene could write one verse on Rip It Out and you know all the others and get singing, get a credit, writing credit, maybe. They could have used those songs on the album. So you know, the material material is there, but you know, it was just impossible. I was thinking, uh, Julian, you know, about the best of solo albums, and they could have released the four solo albums, but only shipped maybe two hundred fifty thousand of each of those, and then and then do another shipment of a best of the solo albums at the same time. So you could have, if someone just wants to get, you know. A, a mixture of them, they they would get it. But then if they see something, they hear hear something mm-hmm. like Ace's songs, yeah, like man, yeah. Ace is pretty good off of this. I think I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go buy the whole album or or Paul's. I'm gonna go buy them because I'm getting a sampling of it. And so That's you kind of maybe That's get the best of, of both word, yeah. uh, worlds there. Um, I thought that would have worked, but yeah, cut down the shipment though of <laughs> the you know not a thousand or whatever it was. Uh, Five hundred thousand per uh, solo. Put a two fifty Oh, we're getting the full <laughs> Daniel today. Uh, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, it's the fire alarm. You but, know, uh, shut down. Back. Yeah, go ahead yeah. and take care of what you got. Um, you know, instead of doing the one point two five million shipments per album, which was just ludicrous, I understand oh, yeah. that Super Kiss nineteen seventy seven. This is post Alive two. Had to present itself as a platinum selling. You know, band. I kind of get that while well, they had to ship a million, but I love your idea. I, you know, and and I think for the the Kiss kids who had to buy everything with the Kiss logo on it, it would have paid dividends that they were buying five albums instead of four. You know, for those yeah. who, could, who could afford it as well back then. But also sure. to have had the sampler, I think it would have given the material, you know, more respect than it re- receives. I mean. I'm one of those people that if I want to listen to best of the solo albums, depending on my mood, I put in Paul Stanley's album or I put in Ace's album. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. That is best of the solo albums, both of those. Um, predominantly, I lean towards Paul's, but I do skip Hold Me, Touch Me and move on. You know, 
I, mm. I admire Paul for going out on a limb and doing something as syrupy as Hold Me, Touch Me, but it, it's really yeah. not to my liking. Ace is much <laughs> more straightforward, but uh, come on, I mean, there's a couple of songs on his album that really need the help of a co-writer. Mm. Um, you know, they're not they're not fully realized, and they really they show the best of Ace, and they also show the weaknesses that he had. So, best of the solo albums. You know, yeah, would have made far more sense. You put it out a month before you released the million of each or 500,000 of each. And I think, you know, I love that idea. Yeah, I think it would have worked. Yeah. 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 Daniel's back. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> What's Burglar alarm, fire alarm, or whatever it is, every time. <laughs> Ooh. What time is it, is it for you out there? Is it 7 p.m.? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 7 p.m. All right. So final thoughts on this. Uh, you know, rip it up. Well, wrap it, wrap I it up. I know you guys. Yeah. I, I just want to say, though, um, I actually, I, I mean, I like Gene Simmons. I used to, you know, listen to the album a lot. But, you know, because I was, I came from listening to a lot of different types of music in general. I mean, like you said, I was, I started with Beatles and, and uh you know carpenters uh linda ronstadt i was all over the place steve Mara band rush i was all over the place so i was okay with you know switching but i would have think it would have been better <laughs> if if uh gene on his at least would have had stayed with the beatles kai and a beatlesque sound for the whole album i think it would have been awesome an awesome album agreed really. That's always been the problem for me with uh, with Gene's album. It's everything in the kitchen sink thrown in. It's all over. It's just an yeah. ego gone mad. Much like, much like asshole. Yeah, he, he never yeah, learned. He, he never learned. Was... So, oh. uh, <laughs> we're going to do an episode on the, the 2017 possibility of Gene doing solo shows, um, and we can talk a lot more about that kind of thing. Then, Mark, what's your cool. final thoughts on the 1978 Kiss album? Well, I, I liked everybody's selection i thought it made for interesting uh you know thoughts like to what it could have been if they were done that way and uh you know it, it's i always find it interesting that we could think of these ideas some brilliant ideas and how come they couldn't i mean obviously ego sometimes gets in the way yeah. with oh. those sorts of things but you know I, I would love to love to have heard these records for real i mean i i think that the 78 albums in general like we've already mentioned, I think Paul and Ace obviously take the top prize for being the best ones. But, you know, there's something to be said when all four of these guys can click together, work on the same page, and put that magic together. It works. People enjoy it and they love it. So if they could be in that mindset and let the egos be put to one side, they could be great records. Yep. Agreed. I agree. Agreed. Daniel, your final thoughts. Um, I'll just say the material, if you could imagine if they brought all this material into one session together and said, let's pick the best songs out of this. Let's uh, work on them. That album would have been better than Love Gun. Far better than Love Gun. And it would, you know, like reunite them once again. Mm-hmm. Instead, you get four albums well two are good and two are not so good and doesn't really work no one's really interested in buying four kiss albums at the same time so it was a failure but the potential was there and it's so sad that they couldn't you know put all of that into one album would have been a great album yep I, rip I, it out I agree with that. I mean, you basically take the 41 songs that are the solo album catalog, and that's it, the two outtakes I think included. That's a pretty good chunk of stuff to choose from when you consider, you know, the kind of material that they bring, or Gene used to say that I'd bring 50 songs. Yeah, Gene, you might bring 50 songs, but only two of them are worth doing. Yeah, whatever happened with those? Oh, that's the one with the band artwork. Okay, yeah. You go and read some good shit over there, Swedish authors. There you go. <laughs> All right, so that's our episode. Um, you know, why don't folks listening or watching us today chime in? You know, if Kiss made a 1978 album and the 
the solo album songs are the songs that were brought to the sessions. Which would you have had the band record? Yeah. And, you know, give some thoughts to your track sequence as well if you want to go that deep. If not, just give us ten songs because that's about all they would have recorded in 1978 for an album. You know, we'd love to hear your thoughts and you can also uh, attack Mark for his, you know, his his uh, <laughs> insults towards Bob Ezrin. <laughs> hey, I was I was nice to Bob. I said Yeah, nice you were. Him. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you threw you threw Bob Ezrin a bow. Sell out, you should have kept your phone. <laughs> no, that's awesome. You oh, know, man, so yeah. So do chime in and let us know, because we do love to have the discussion with you on Facebook, on the FAQ message board, and on YouTube, of course. So we thank you for joining us today, and I thank you, gentlemen, for joining me, and we will see you next time. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.